Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. What is up, everybody? Good morning. Today is uh, is all about Instagram. And, and honestly, guys, I know all the Instagram experts on the planet. You know, we see all of them. If you want to actually get business from Instagram, you want to listen to this person. She's just an unbelievable human. And so, Michelle, welcome to the Zoom today. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here for with you and for all of these awesome people. And, and so, guys, we're going to treat this interview style where, where I'm going to essentially ask Michelle a bunch of questions. You guys, feel free to put questions in the chat or, or at the end, you can unmute and ask your question to Michelle. But Michelle, I want to just start here. Where are, are you watching realtors just instantly go wrong with Instagram? That's a, that's a huge question, and I'm going to do my best to answer it in a couple of, uh, couple of parts, and I think I'll say it that way. But first and foremost, um, Kyle, thanks just for inviting me to be part of this. Um, I think that there's a, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to teach Instagram and there's a lot of people who are trying to get you guys all to focus on things in my opinion and Kyle's opinion, uh, for that matter that don't matter. Um, and we both know that, right. There are a lot of things that we're, we're taught to care about when it comes to sales and marketing and those types of things. And that includes how many followers do I have? How many likes am I getting? How many comments am I getting on my content? Um, what are my impressions? What are they, what do they look like? And I got to tell you guys that I have been doing this for a very long time. I've been in the industry for eight years and I have seen so many people spend time focusing on metrics that don't matter. Right. Yeah. And that's a big part of what Kyle and I are going to talk about today is this concept of conversations, right? Are you having conversations? Are you creating connections that lead to conversations and does your content encourage those two things? Um, and I can tell you, if you go and look at my Instagram, Burma Media Social, I don't have the most likes on my content. I don't have the most followers of all the Instagram quote unquote gurus. Um, I don't have the most video views, but I can tell you that that's not what it's about. And the way that the way that my business has grown in the last two to three years is a true testament to the fact that those things don't matter. Um, and so the number one thing that I could say that people are doing wrong is actually what's between their ears, right? Which is the mentality of Instagram is this vanity metric platform of how many likes do I have? How many comments, followers? What are my video views, right? And that's not what matters. Um, so I think the first thing you're doing wrong is that you have, you have a misconception in your head, right? The psychological piece of what your content should make you feel like is in the wrong place, right? Does your content make you feel really confident in your message? Does it, are you lit up by the content you're putting out? Like, do you read that? And you're just like, I just crushed that post. Like that was so good and so valuable. Um, and are you creating conversation out of that? And that does not mean getting comments. That does not mean getting likes or followers. That means did somebody notice it? Did some, did you walk into the office and, and somebody said to Jen, 
Hey, Jen, oh my God, I saw you that post you put on Instagram. That was hilarious. That is subliminal marketing, guys. And that is more powerful than a like or a follower or a comment, right? So there are a lot of things that we do psychologically wrong when it comes to Instagram and really just marketing on social media in general. Um, and I'm sure Kyle will say this and, and I'll say it too. The Instagram power method in the program that I've created has nothing to do with vanity metrics whatsoever. It has everything to do with what's going on between your ears and how can we address that first and then crush it in all of the other things that we're going to talk about. So, um, that's the mistake. Number one, I would say is the mentality piece. Mistake number two is that the content we're putting out is for everybody, but your ideal client, right? Mm. So it's for you. It's, it's to showcase, um, how many deals you did So like, Hey, title person, Hey lender, like you're going to want my business because look at how much, how much business I'm doing. Right. So if your content is showing all of that, or that's all you are putting out there, new listing under contract. Um, Hey, I was in the president's club. Like it's all about you. Right. And that's not what your content should say or should be about. So if you're looking at your content and it doesn't talk about your buyer stories or your, their person who listed their home with you and what the story was as, as to how they even became a client of yours. Right. I think those are the stories that need to be told. Um, and then the content on the value side, uh, as far as helping somebody create the, or help, helping somebody realize the art of home ownership, which is the biggest transaction that anybody will do in their lives. We all know that that's not new information, but are we creating value that actually makes people confident that you're the right person for that? Um, and I have a, a great example of a, a lender, a brand new lender client of mine. We spent about four weeks building content before she actually put a piece of content on her Instagram and mm. she was chomping at the bit. Like she was texting me. She's like, I can't wait to post. I can't wait to post. I just want to post. And I was like, Nope, we got to wait. We got to chill. We got to do this right. We got to build it correctly. And then her very first piece of value content came out and it was all about bridge loans, which as for those of you guys who are familiar with the bridge loan, um, those are really big right now because a lot of people have had to take equity out of their existing homes in order to even afford the down payment on the next home. So the information she was putting out about this, um, she ended up getting two real estate agents to reach out to her about that post and they didn't like it. They hadn't commented on it. They didn't DM her. They simply picked up the phone and called and said, Hey, I saw that post on Instagram. And both of those agents had never been worked or had never worked with her before. They knew of her. They were in Mindy's drip, right? Meaning they were getting emails from Mindy, but they had never sent a lead or never even had a phone conversation with her. Um, both of them have since sent multiple leads. Um, and one of the two that called that day had their client under contract by the end of the weekend with Mindy, right? I love so it. that's a, that's insane. And that was a post that got five total likes on Instagram, five total likes, right? zero comments. Um, wow. and she only has like 300 followers on Instagram. So it just goes so, back to show you that that's not what it's about. Yeah. And so Michelle, to dig deeper into this, you know, I feel like everyone has heard, right. We've got to add value. You've got to add value. You've got to understand your ideal client. But as you and I both know, every room I speak in, everyone is still stuck with like, what does that actually like I know I'm supposed to add value, but like, I'm so unclear on what value is. And so can you kind of walk us through like how you teach, you know, your people to yeah. understand what value is and then to help them create it? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually, uh, I'll screen share with you guys this particular post, um, from Mindy. Cause I think that that that's a really good example uh, of what I'm about to describe to you. 
Um, but the thing with value series, which is what I call it, um, you know, and a lot of people um, now use that phrase, but when I created the concept of creating valuable content, I called it a series called the value series. And what that does is taking those traditional documents that you get, right? And Jen, um, I know you're on, ooh, I'm calling someone on, thanks to Siri on my phone over here. Um, I don't know why that did that. Have you guys ever done that where like your computer will start talking back to you and you're like, no, Siri, I'm not talking to you. Yes. Um, anyways, so you guys get, like Jen, for example, you're on the title side, right? So of course you guys have really awesome flyers and handouts and valuable pieces of information that you deliver to your agents or you give them, right? Or on the agent side, right? You guys create listing packets or you create listing flyers or um, you have like the little three page document that you give to your uh, clients that you're showing a home to about that property or about the neighborhood or about the things that are involved in, in whatever or wherever that property is. Those documents, right? People seem to think that that's content for social media. And I see it a hundred times a day, at least, right? I see flyers. I see screenshots of testimonials off of Zillow or Google. Um, I see the five steps to the home buying process that has like the little map on it, right? Or the little road. Um, and mm -hmm. the information is too small. The text is too small. Um, it's got 15 bullet points on one document. And what I decided years ago when I created this in 2000, early 2019, I said, we're going to ditch all of that. Not that it's bad information, right? I'm not saying that it's bad information, but the reality is, and this is the reality of being in 2022, right? Is that that is not what your clients need or want. They don't need that information anymore, right? So what do they, what do they need, right? They need an understanding of how can they put themselves into the scenario that you're giving and how can they see themselves in that moment and say, Teresa or Susan or whoever, you're the person for me, right? And 99% of that is through the art of connection and connection is done through storytelling, which Kyle, I'm sure has taught you guys all many times before, right? Storytelling is so impactful and social media has become a dumping ground for look at all of my achievements and I mean, I literally recorded a podcast episode on Monday where I, where the conversation I was having with this gentleman was there has been so much that has gone on in every single one of our lives that can create more connection and more, uh, a more powerful relationship than any accomplishment that we have, any plaque that we have on the wall, right? I mean, up here behind me that way, that way. Um, I mean, I have my degree and my diploma from Rutgers University, right? Which I'm, I'm super proud of that. But at the end of the day, like that isn't, that's not who I am. That doesn't mean anything to the people that are hiring me, right? So value series, what is a value series? It's how we take one topic that we really, really want to talk about and we break it into five individual bullet points and we spread those five bullet points across five posts throughout the month, right? So um, here's an example. I, I literally wrote a series yesterday um, for a client um, and the title of it is the power of advertising in this market. So that was the title of the series, right? And the reason we decided on this series was the advertising we feel like in the shift of the market right now is more important than ever, right? Because cell phone photos used to sell houses six months, a year ago, right? That was okay because the houses were just flying off the shelves, but now it's more important than ever 
that the things you're doing to advertise your client's property or to showcase to a buyer that you can find them the right property is more important than ever. So the name of the series was The Power of Advertising in a Shifting Market. And then we broke it into five individual bullet points. Post number one was what does good advertising actually mean? Number two, why is it important to have an agent that understands how to properly advertise your home? Number three, since the market has never been so crazy, that means you can just skip going the extra mile, right? Haha, <laughs> no. Um, number four, why do you think or why do I think that advertising will make or break you getting top dollar for your home in this current market? And number five, want to know three ways that I advertise your property that does not include the MLS. So that was one series that all we did was Jen, or uh, I'm sorry, it was Jill and Kyle, you know, Jill, um, Jill and I yeah. had a conversation and she said, Michelle, like I did my homework. I went and I asked these, uh, there's a specific question. I tell my clients to go ask their followers on Instagram that are consuming their content um, in order to get ideas for these value series topics. So she went and she did that homework assignment and she sent me all the screenshots of the replies that she got from all these people. Um, and she was like, I think the one that sticks out to me the most is that cell phone photos used to sell houses and they're not going to anymore. And this particular friend of mine used an agent and she posted uh, cell phone photos instead of spending the money on professional photos because she assumed that the market was still going to be as crazy as it has been. And the house has now been sitting on the market for 45 days. Um, wow. Needless to say, that seller is not super happy about it. And it happens to be a friend of Jill's. Um, so hopefully that friend decides to go with Jill instead. Um, but does that make sense? Am I making sense on yeah. that pile of, as yeah. far as how we so, can have that conversation better? Yeah. And so then, so my question is, so one topic, five posts is the way you helped cultivate that for, for Jill. Inside of those five posts are... Are you varying those? Like, is one a carousel? Is one a video? Are they all still graphics designed in Canva? Like, what what does the actual creation of that content look like? Really, three options. And I'll, I'll give everybody all three options, and you can kind of do it okay. as you see fit. Um, number one is all, all three options in, revolve around creating a branded piece of cover photo or a branded piece of content in Canva. Right. So when we're doing this, we obviously want to make sure that we're creating an Instagram post template in Canva, because if it's not in the Instagram post category, it won't fit for Instagram. It'll get cut off. It'll look funky. Right. right. So we yep. need to have a cover photo of some kind. Now, um, to dissect that, if you want to do your value series in the form of a video, I 1000% would recommend that. I know Kyle would certainly back me up on that one. Um, yeah. So what you would what you would do is you would create a really beautiful template in Canva and you would drag and drop the video that you record to answer question number one, which in this case, we'll just go back to the sample series, which says, what does good advertising actually mean? So you then go record a one to two minute max video saying, as a real estate agent, what do you believe good advertising for your clients actually means? Keep it less than two minutes. Any more than two minutes, you're going to lose them on Instagram. Um, if you're going to go longer than two minutes, go as long as you want, chop that video up and only use up to two minutes of it. Um, and you know, a lot of people will record the entire series. So obviously we have five bullet points here. So a lot, what a lot of my clients will do is they will actually record the entire video as one video, but at the end of answering question number one, mm -hmm. they'll pause and kind of wait, you know, 15 seconds and then answer question number two, yeah. pause 15 seconds and then 
you got a YouTube video that you can use if you want yep. to. You then have, uh, I don't know if, if any of you guys are using content compounding, which is Kyle's service. Um, but then you can send that video to Kyle's company and they can break it into five pieces of content for you. Um, yeah. um, and that also then becomes your five videos for the entire month of value series content on Instagram. So the excuse of like, I don't have time to make content. Everybody has time to record a 10 minute video. So real quick, so you're not you're not asking people to this isn't five posts in five days. The value no. series is spread out over five weeks, right? Because it's a post a week in that series. It's not actually five weeks. It's the way because the way the Instagram works is it works on a 30 day content calendar or 30 day grid, um, oh, okay. which means that it's six. If you look at Instagram and all of you guys look at Instagram's feed, right? It's three across and then unlimited down. So it actually works on a six day rotating calendar. So you will actually oh. be posting value series once every six days, which okay. equates to five over the course of a 30 day content calendar, um, okay, which cool. is why I tell everybody you can't do a marketing minute. You can't do like a um, tip Tuesday. Like it won't always fall on Tuesday. Like the days are always just going to adjust um, based off of the six day calendar. So Makes focus sense. on creating creating a calendar um, or a sequence, right? Which we have all of that. We give all of our clients all of that, but um, just focus on doing it that way. Don't focus on printing off a of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like seven day across calendar because it won't work. Okay. Good to know. So video, you said there are three types of content for the value series. You said video is the first one. What are the yeah, so temp, you make a template and you drag and drop that video into it. Obviously that video becomes many different options or many different types of content that you can use. Um, option number two is a still image, right? So it's a stock or it's not stock. I'm sorry. It's a still template. Um, I hate stock images. I'm, I can't believe I accidentally just said the word stock. Um, How but dare I'm going to pull this. I know, right? Um, I'm going to pull this up for you because I actually just made um for one of our private clients, I, I literally just made this. So I'm, and I'm going to show it to you guys because it's so good. If I can find it. Dun, dun. Please pause. Here we go. Got it. Okay. Um, do I have screen sharing access, Kyle? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So I'm going to show you guys um, just one example of, of what a value series template actually looks like. Can you guys all see my screen here? Okay. Um, I didn't see a head nod. Can anybody, can everybody see my screen? Yeah, I got it. Okay, cool. So this is that same series that you guys just heard me describe. This is Jill on your screen here. Um, and this is her value series template. So we have the title of the series. We have the, um, question on the template. There's supposed to be a question mark there. Just caught my own error. Um, so you guys can see that there are two variations of this. Typically we will make three to five for every value series um, for the month, right? Um, okay. So we'll make three to five variations of the template. Now this same exact template could very easily be turned into a video template, like very easily, right? So we could actually take um, this section, uh, we could take Jill off of this and then drag and drop the video into a, a background. And it's so easy to do on Canva. Yeah. Um, but you guys can see how good her branding looks here. Um, and then we have some other stuff for her in here. So. Um, that's what a step number two, right? Which is a, a still template or still image template. Um, and then variation number three, it would actually be this template as the cover. Um, so like basically a carousel post. So this would be post number one. And then you could have multiple posts after that 
Um, now, when that becomes relevant is when your value series isn't necessarily about um, real estate always. Um, so, yeah. but for example, this one, if we were to turn this exact series into a carousel post, one of you guys, I'm going to use Teresa because I can see her on my screen here. So if Teresa, if you were to do this series, right, um, what does good advertising actually mean? You can actually go out into the world and you can take quick little videos or you can record um, like a two minute or even less than two minute video where you're um, in, at your desk, right? And you have the, your phone set up or on a, on a tripod or however you want to do it. Um, and you're recording yourself going through the MLS or you're going through like the listing photos of a property and showing people the difference between this property and that property. So as, it, as your agent, I'm going to look and say, hey, look at these photos for this house. And here's why I, as your agent, would say that this probably isn't a very good house for us to go look at, right? Or the average, or why cell phone photos would potentially make my buyer, you, Teresa, your buyer, not interested in going and looking at that house as compared to this house, right? So if they see these beautiful listing photos on this house, naturally, psychologically, we're going to be more attracted to these really pretty, beautiful pictures of this really gorgeous house. Now the other house could be a better house for your buyer, but which, which one is the buyer going to be more likely to go want to see, right? And that's the psychology piece of that. So you could make this your cover photo and then you could carousel it to a video of you actually describing that or showing that. Um, you could then go out and you could actually uh, record videos. Like if you're doing a charity spotlight or you're doing a small business spotlight, which a lot of my clients do as far as value or in the place of value series, um, you could actually go to those places and, and, and pound pavement there. So that's an example of a carousel post. But um, again, usually carousel posts for value series typically don't have anything to do with your real estate specific conversations. So I want to I want to stop for a sec and just give everybody you know, this is this is like the greatest meat of of what I think a lot of you are probably missing on Instagram. And so. If anybody has a, like a follow-up question inside of this whole value series conversation, if you know if you're thinking something, uh, please feel free to unmute yourself real quick and ask it, because we're gonna jump into some more stuff. And you know, I don't want you to go, dang it, I had a question about about that, and 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 I didn't get a chance to to say anything. So, any questions before we keep going? Are we learning? Are we learning anything so far? Okay. So Michelle, a, a question that I, that I want to ask you for the sake of everybody that's on here is, you know, what, what has become so popular right now amongst a lot of the, the, the Instagram coaches that I see, right. Is they're teaching people you know, to, to go chase trends, to go find the trending music, to go. So talk to me because I know what you're going to, I know what you're going to say, but, but these people don't know you. And so what's your opinion over just creating content that is supposed to attract more people versus the actual value content for the right people? Yeah, I will always, and I will, I will say this until I am dead because I, I truly plan on serving the real estate and mortgage industry with the Instagram power method until I can't breathe anymore. That's right. Um, but I, but I will, I will say that your content and the content you produce is designed to transcend time, 
right? So what does that mean? That means that I want you guys to be able to create content that can transcend any market, good, bad, happy, sad, any economic upturn, downturn, inflation or not inflation, right? I want your marketing and your brand to survive any quote unquote recession, right? I want your branding to create leverage for you when there is a lot of competition in a market like what we've had over the last year. Um, I also, on the flip side of that, I want your marketing to, and your brand to stand out when the market is slow, right? And I honestly, personally, I, I don't believe that there's a slow or an up. I think that it's a matter of perception. Um, and I think it's a matter of like, what are you doing in your own business every single day to ensure that, and, and this is my opinion, and you guys might want to throw a tomato at my face for saying this, but I think December every single real estate agent says December is the slowest month of the year for them. And I think that's crap. I think it's absolute crap. And yeah. I think the reason for that is because if you build your business correctly and you create foundational pieces of pipeline building for yourself, you will never have a slow month ever. You may have a month where you have more buyers closed than other months because maybe some of them are new build construction. Maybe some of them have been looking for a long time and they haven't been able to find a house, but they finally did. But there's a difference between I'm slow because I have nobody in my pipeline and my pipeline is full. We just have to find them the right property, right? So I think that it's, a, again, it goes into this perception concept of are you building the foundation of your business so that anything that happens in the world or in the season of, the, of where we are in the year, your business can transcend that. So or I'm not sorry, not transcend that. It can it can survive that and kind of weather that storm. Mm -hmm. um, and so to answer the question of like the trends or the not trends or um, you know is that important to keep up with or is it not? Uh, let me tell you guys this, right? I believe that there are there's a lot of power in reels. Everybody knows that um, reels are very fun. They are very entertaining. Um, it is a way to create educational content that is not boring. Um, it is a way to create. Um, educational content that allows for people to see your personality and feel connected to whoever you are or even what's in the background of where you're recording the video, right? And Kyle, you'll love this, but I recorded a reel a while back ago um, or a while back where um, I had a sign behind me that said, God, God is good all the time, um, which is the saying that my husband and I say to each other all, you know, all the time, God is good all the time and all the time, God is good, right? Um, right out of the Bible. And I had multiple people who were like, oh my gosh, where did you get that sign? Right. So they didn't even care about my reel. They just cared about what was going on behind me. Yeah. Um, but what's cool about that was it was a conversation starter. Um, and that's the point. Right. So while I believe there are is a power in reels, I don't think that the power of reels is let me just explode my audience and get in front of as many people as possible. It's about what's your personality? What are things that make you connect withable? Um, and I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to make it a word. You just um, did. It's what a word makes now. You connect withable. Um, you know, and what makes, what makes your content relatable to somebody where there is the desire to then create conversation. So can reels help you do that by getting in front of more people? Um, because it is something that a lot of the people consuming Instagram enjoy watching. Yes. Um, and I think that there are, uh, other trends, trends, for example, like stories, right? I tell every single person, if you are not doing stories, you are absolutely missing the boat because there are a lot of people that will scroll horizontally before they will ever scroll vertically, right? Mm -hmm. And what, what does that mean, right? There are a lot of people that will scroll horizontally across the top for the little story circles, 
before they would ever scroll vertically down the feed, which is the, you know, the still content typically that's well, on someone's feed. I don't, I don't scroll vertical hardly at all anymore. You know, like I, for the most part on Instagram, I'm spending time in people's stories because if you did a reel that you're proud of, you probably also shared that reel into your story. If you did a post mm -hmm. that you're proud of, you probably put that post in your story. And so I spend most of my time going sideways and um, whether that's bad, good or indifferent, but that's, that's kind of what a lot of people are doing. So are you saying like, is it, is it five stories a day? Is it three stories a day? Like what, what's that cadence for how often we should be doing stories? So I always say five to seven every day is your goal. Um, and for some of you guys listening to this, that might be like, whoa, what the heck? There's no way I can do five <laughs> to seven. And I can promise you, I can promise you that you totally can. Um, and where the, where the stress comes in for a lot of people is they're like, well, what am I supposed to post in stories? Because I'm, I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. Right. Um, yep. and I literally had, I literally had this conversation yesterday and it like her mind was absolutely blown because she is 19 weeks pregnant. She lives in Canada. Um, and part of her problem in Canada right now is that a lot of where she is, is still very shut down, right? So there's a lot of restaurants that still aren't open. There's a whole bunch of other issues going on on top of it. She's 19 weeks pregnant and her husband has COVID, right? So Whoa. like she doesn't go anywhere right now. Um, and so she was like, well, how am I going to post five to seven stories every day if I'm not going anywhere or not doing anything and I'm pregnant. So like most of my clients aren't pregnant because she happens to sell like uh, newly married couples or young singles into condos, which apparently is what everybody buys in Canada. Right. So I said to her, I was like, okay, well, what are the things that you do in your house every day that is content? And she goes, um, well, I make a green smoothie for breakfast every morning. Cause it's like one of my cravings right now. And I was like, okay, what, what do you put in your green smoothie? She goes, oh, I have like a whole system to my green smoothie. And I was like, that's a real, right. Because you can record five or six yeah. little clips of all the things you're putting into your green smoothie. And then you can do the transition where you bring your hand out and all of a sudden, boom, you're now drinking a green smoothie. And she doesn't ever, she's going to have to leave her kitchen to do that. Right. Um, another one, she was like, well, it's the weather's finally better. So a couple of days ago, I took all the covers off my patio furniture and all my colorful pillows and like my rug and everything is now out and it's pretty. And I was like, that's a real, cause you could have done before, before you took it off and after. So who doesn't want to see that? You know, I, Michelle, in the last 60 seconds of you talking, I took six pictures <laughs> that I'm going to, so like, I'm going to make all six of them a story when we finish. Right. And so just to help everybody understand like how simple this is. So I took a picture of something Michelle said a few minutes ago that I wrote down. So I took a picture of my iPad and then I'm going to put up a story that says subliminal marketing. What does that mean to you? Right. Simple story. Then I took a picture of my email. I, my email's open on my other monitor. And I'm going to put up a story and say, how many times a day do you check your email? Very simple story. I took a picture of this energy shot that I like. And I'm going to put that in my stories. I bought a new hat that has a buffalo on it. And I took a picture of it and I'm going to put it in my stories. And then I took a selfie with our Zoom call. And then I also took a picture of the book that I'm reading in our book club. Those are all relevant things to my life. Some people will find two of those six fascinating. Some people will find four of those six fascinating. But guys, the bottom line is 
I just took six pictures in under 60 seconds. None of those, in my opinion, are good enough to be a post. But everything is fair game in our stories. Why? Because tomorrow it's gone. And so to me, like the stories is almost like the farm system to the major leagues, right? Like if you want to start getting better at content, use your stories because it's gone tomorrow. And as you get more confident, then some of that stuff may become permanent content. So I, Michelle, yeah. I just want to throw that in there. No, I love it. Because that's how Absolutely. easy stories can be. Yeah. I mean, so, I did one. I did one yesterday after working out in the gym. My husband and I were working out in our garage gym, and then all of a sudden, in Louisiana, the like the skies opened up, and we had we got one point six inches of rain in like an hour and a half, woo. and it was like white and sideways. And I like walked out of my gym, and I was like, "Yay, I got my workout in!" But thank goodness, because we lost power about five minutes after I walked out of the gym. Um, so I just recorded a quick story of like the rain coming down and being it was pure white and sideways, and I posted that. And so and think about it. this, guys. This is the power of this of that story. There will be people that pay attention to the workout part. And so they might ask a question about like, you know, what workout did you do? Somebody else is going to look at that story in concern. And they're going to DM Michelle and go, oh, my gosh, are y'all okay? Somebody else could look at the background of that story and, and go like, hey, what kind of squat rack is that? Right? Like, so there's... There is so many different angles to everything we ever post. And oftentimes what we wanted people to care about isn't what they care about at all. They want to know about what's going on in the background. They don't give two craps about what came out of your mouth. They're paying attention to the picture frame. They're paying attention to the book. They're... So guys, we, we need to become overdoers and not overthinkers. Because most of you are right. overthinking the heck out of Instagram. Yep. What so, I will tell all of you guys is if stories is something that you struggle with and the concept of five to seven feels hard, I'm just going to piggyback off of what Kyle just said before I lose my thought, um, mom brain over here, but um, schedule or set a timer on your phone. And I tell every single one of our course students this: set a timer on your phone for every two hours, starting at whatever time you wake up. Uh, I'm a 5.30 a.m. or personally, I get a, a lot of work done before my son wakes up in the morning. So I get up at 5.30. Um, the very first thing typically that I do is I walk downstairs, I let my dogs out back and I go and I put a cup of coffee under the Keurig, right? And it's every morning like clockwork. Um, and we just got a whole bunch of new K-cups for Father's Day because my husband's obsessed with Black Rifle coffee. Um, if any of you guys are not familiar with Black Rifle coffee and you like coffee, please go go get yourself some because it's the best coffee ever. Um, but um, we take a, I, I put a K cup in the Keurig machine and I close it and I have a cup of coffee in a matter of 60 seconds, right? That is a piece of content. I could easily have taken a picture of that and said, just got our new Black Rifle coffee in, taken a, um, or tagged Black Rifle coffee, their Instagram page, and then said, has any, like, I could have posted an engagement question there. Has anybody else ever had Black Rifle coffee or who, who, who here also loves Black Rifle coffee? It, it was that simple. Um, for me, I don't yep. have to think twice about doing stories, but for those yeah. of you guys who are in that trying to figure it out phase, that's what I would tell people is every two hours, set a timer, whatever you're doing in that moment, stop and take a picture of it. If you're ordering something on Amazon, stop and take a picture of it. If you're going and getting a cup of coffee, if you're in your car, um, driving to go get Chick-fil-A, like 
take a picture of you in the drive-through line saying, I just got Chick-fil-A. Um, subliminal marketing because Kyle's been drinking out of a Chick-fil-A cup since the beginning of this call. So that's how I remember Chick-fil-A. They just started um, sponsoring me. So they pay me <laughs> millions of dollars. So it's amazing. I mean, no, I'm amazing. just kidding. They don't. Um, um, guys, an another way to look at it with what Michelle's talking about is trick your brain into believing that you're a tourist in your own town. I, I take so many photos everywhere I go. If you looked at my camera roll, I bet 90% of the photos I take never even make it to social media because I'm not always sure what I want to put on social, but I know I can't put on social what I don't have. And so I'm just constantly snapping photos, taking video, and, and I might go back and find something from a year ago that I never post, and I might use that now. But for most of you, you can't even do what Michelle and I are talking about because your phone never comes out of your pocket. Yep. And so it's, it's so it. simple. Batch it. I say that all the time. Batch story content, take pictures of everything and anything. Um, and, you know, I have a 10-month-old. Um, he actually turns 10 months tomorrow. And um, I have more pictures in my phone of my 10-month-old than I do of anything else. Um, yeah. So every single day, one of the things I do is I post a picture of my kid or a video of my kid. And people love it, right? Um, but it's easy for me to post that. Um, but here's the other side to this, right? So, um, my husband and I are getting ready to hopefully move to Tennessee here within the next year. So I've been looking at houses on realtor.com because I am curious of what the housing market looks like as far as what kind of property I can buy there. Um, and so I've been excited to look at that. So I take pictures of those all the time and I send them to my mom or to my mother-in-law. Um, here's another thing. We're literally starting renovations on this house tomorrow. Um, and so I've been looking at kitchen and different things for kitchens and master bathrooms because those are the two things that we're renovating. So the other day I had, I scrolled all the way back in my camera roll. Um, and one of my favorite things in the world is olive green. And I want to put it into kitchen, into my kitchen, my future kitchen, right? So the trend of like the lower cabinets being a different color or the upper cabinets being a different color. I literally posted the picture that I had saved in my phone in my stories and said, who here can get on this trend with me? And I used the engagement sticker and I got like 13 responses and all 13 of those people I just sent messages to and said, Hey, like, do you love this trend or do you not? And like, or just however I responded to what they said to yeah. me. Right. But it's that easy to create conversation about stuff. Um, and now will every single one of those 13 conversations turn into business for me? No, but that's not the point, right? That's not why I do it. And that's, right. I think something that we need to talk about too is, don't start doing this with the ex expectation of I post five to seven stories every day on stories because that's what Michelle and Kyle told me to do. So why haven't I gotten any business yet? So you have to drop that expectation and instead do it to create conversation and focus on the conversation piece. And that conversation piece is where all of this connection can kind of go and start to happen. Right. And I had a conversation yesterday with a lady who was like, I don't think that this is a good idea for you to do because I don't think that it'll be relevant if you try to sell that house and I, I politely disagree. Right. Um, but we ended up having like a really cool conversation about why she felt that way. Um, and so it's a, it's a fun way to be able to create a connection. Um, that connection yeah. then turns into that conversation piece that we're talking about. And the conversation is what creates the uh, one credibility, one top or two top of mindness and three ultimately, or eventually uh, the conversion piece, if that person feels like you're the right person for them, 
But to Kyle's point, they can't ever decide that you're the right person for them if you are not there for them to see in the first place. Right. So, Michelle, when it comes to the connection piece, what are obviously we can post, you know, in our stories, asking questions, doing polls, right? Those things create connection opportunities. But what are some other actionable things that, that they can be doing as far as like, should they be commenting on other people's stuff? Should they be, you know, tracking down hashtags that are appropriate to them and, and going and commenting on, you know, people using those hashtags? What are some of those things that they can be doing? Yeah, and uh, this is going to be a really uh, fast rundown on how I would encourage all of you guys to do this, but here's how I will say that. So one of the things that we teach is it's called your third place. Um, and we build out an engagement tracker based off of your third place. So this document has Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It has hashtags, accounts, and geotags in a column, right? So on each of those five days of the week. And each of those five days is assigned to one of your third places. Um, and a third place, what is that? Um, what a third place is, is when you're not at home and when you're not at work, what are you doing, right? What makes you you? Um, I always use myself as an example. Um, and then usually this like spirals everybody's brain. So I want you guys um, to use the chat box and drop. After I tell you what mine are, um, I want you guys, hopefully your brains are going to be going. So drop in the comment box or the chat box what you think your third places might be. Um, but if I were a real estate agent going out and using Instagram to generate leads for my own real estate business, my three third places, and it doesn't have to be three, it could be five, but my three are number one, military spouses, right? I am married to a gentleman who is, was in the military. We now live in a military town and he now works for the military. Um, so military spouses, military families, um, the military life in general is something that I'm very used to at this point. We mm -hmm. moved here, um, with my son who was less than two weeks old when we had to be here. Um, we found out we had to move when I was 37 weeks pregnant. That was really fun to pack and do. So fun. Um, and so then fun. we got here when he was two weeks old. Um, now we're getting ready to move again um, next year too because my husband's switching bases, right? Um, so the military life is something that I'm really passionate about and something that I'm very connected to a lot of men and women on because of who my husband is and because of the life that we live. So that's number one. Number two is the fitness industry, right? And fitness industry specifically, I swam competitively for 18 years. I swam all through college. Um, and then I got into CrossFit um, after retiring from swimming and was a competitive CrossFitter until I had my son um, last August. So that was something that was really, uh, is still very much in my heart. My husband and I have a full home gym now because the CrossFit gym in this very small town is 35 minutes away. Nobody has time for that with a 10 month old. So I work out at home. Um, but I connect with um, so many people and so many moms and so many other people who are trying to get back on this postpartum journey through fitness. Um, and it's been amazing to have conversations about. So that's number two for me. Number three um, would be the dog side of things. And for me specifically, um, if any of you guys have ever watched Pitbulls and Parolees on Animal Planet, um, I donate to them every single year. I'm a huge believer in giving back to your community through the love of dog. And I think that there's no such thing as a better relationship than what you will have with your dog. Um, and so for me, that's something that I'm really passionate about. And I, both of my dogs are rescues. I donate money every year to multiple different dog and charity organizations, just because I think it's really important. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of other people have a passion for. So it's a really easy, connectable piece for me with other people um, that are doing it. So, um, those are my three, right? So if I was trying to it. go out and generate a, a bunch of business for myself as a real estate agent, I would hyper-focus on those three areas in my 
space, right? Especially because we have to be hyper-local. Um, if you're selling real estate in a certain location, you can't be national when you're doing this engagement. So that's why on that tracker, you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you have hashtags, accounts, geotags broken down into three sections. Under each section, you have anywhere from five to seven hashtags or accounts or geotags um, that you then go engage on. Um, engagement means going out and doing likes and comments, story replies, and there's a whole kind of cadence and system to that. Um, but certainly can't give that all away. Um, but so, at the same time, I will tell you guys that it's, it's super integral to your success. There. So two, two things. One, I want to, I want to make sure that you explain like what a geotag is, because I think that yeah. that's top, like that phrase could be, um, something a lot of people have never really thought about before, but then also yeah. I'd love it guys. If somebody wants to like come on camera with us. And like, let's talk through what your third places are in real time yeah. so that like you can leave this call with actionable items already taken care of so that you know, like, oh my gosh, I didn't think this was relevant. I'm going to go now create more content about that to, to be attractive to other people that are passionate about the same thing. So does anybody want to come on camera with us? Or, or unmute yourself gonna, for those of you that are already on camera. I'm going to say either Teresa Itzel or Lynn because they're actually on camera with us. So come on, ladies. Anyone? 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 Go ahead, Itzel. Let's do it. Thank I'm you. so sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. No, you're, you're perfectly fine. Thank you. Thank you uh, for all of this information that is just mind-blowing for me right now. Good. But, but I love it. So I was thinking as you were talking about your three places, I was thinking um, the early childhood education. I do have two boys and I'm always doing projects with them. So, and I do post those up on Facebook and I get a lot of comments from parents, you know, and, and coming from contribution, they, they call me and they ask me questions about what should I do with my own kid? Because my kid is going through this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one. The other one is gardening. I don't go out anywhere, but I do have a small garden in my backyard. I just posted yesterday how my grapevine has given me grapes um, and they're ready to eat and they're actually sweet. And I get a whole bunch of comments because I grow my own grapes in my backyard. Um, and I don't know about my third one, but I have those two. I so, absolutely think that's amazing. I think both of those are fantastic, but go ahead. So, well, no, so I, I was going to just, Michelle, ask you a question. So like, let's, let's look at the gardening piece. What are, what are some, like, so she said she already shared, you know, about like her grapes, you know, from her grapevine. And that's a very simple post, right? When anything comes into bloom, when anything grows into, you know, being pickable, but like, what are some other angles to gardening that we could just run off real quick that could serve as additional content ideas? Oh, I mean, the list is so endless. And I mean, right. it's all, if you're going to, if you're going to Home Depot or you're going to Lowe's and you're trying to figure out like, or maybe even make a reel, right? Here's a really good one. And I'm, I have two garden planters in my backyard that are, have, they're terrible. They, I haven't touched mm -hmm. them, but it's in my head to touch them. Um, but one of the things that I really, like I got educated on, which I had never had this conversation with, anyone about, but my mother-in-law was like, don't buy the seeds in the packages. 
Um, and don't buy the little pods, right. That come in like a little bag. Don't buy those Buy like the hanging ones because mm. I, whatever the reason was right. But for you, it's all like, maybe you disagree with that. So what I would have you do is, or what I would encourage you to do is go to home Depot and talk about here. If you're going to buy the seeds, this is what, when, and why you should buy the seeds. If you're going to buy the pods, you could buy them this way. And this is why I would recommend that. Or if you're going to buy the hanging version of the tomato plant, here's why, like, right. So that's a real um, that's also a whole value series. If you really wanted to do a value series on like how to find a home that is good for gardening, right. Or how to, what makes a backyard good for gardening. Um, so there's a value yep. series, real estate related subliminal marketing about how to buy a home that's good for gardening. Um, and the list goes on and on and on, but I think right out of the gate, those are the two things that came to my mind, like immediately. So then also guys, for those of you that don't know, go to the website, answer and you get one free search a day. And so literally I went to answerthepublic.com while Michelle was giving those amazing ideas. She's smarter than me. So I use the internet more than she uses her brain. I use the internet. And so I went to answerthepublic.com. I literally put gardening in the search bar. And then guys, it instantly feeds me the 70 most asked questions on Google about gardening. So now we're not even guessing like, oh, is this matter? Does anybody care? These are the most asked questions from Google, right? So like one of the questions is like, which gardening magazine do I buy? So if there's books or magazines, it's all that, that you use. That's great, right? That's, that's great content to, to share with people. Hey, if you're at Home Depot, they have a great magazine that's by the checkout. And, and, and I love it. It helps me pick new fruits, new vegetables to, to put into the garden, right? Whatever. We'll, yeah, it's, I mean, guys, it's endless. This is the it, answerthepublic.com is such a powerful, like now that Michelle has been able to give you guys kind of like a, the framework of how to do Instagram the right way, where many of you are still going to struggle is in the creative piece, right? Because most of you didn't get into real estate to be a creative, but yay, it's the world we live in now. And so we have to be willing to play these games and we're ignorant to go, well, I'm just not creative. Awesome. Go to answerthepublic.com with all the new knowledge you now have because of Michelle and, and the insight she's given you into just bits and pieces of the Instagram power method. And now you, you, you'll have something to talk about gardening related every day if you wanted to. Now, Michelle's going to tell you not to do that because there's lots of other things you should also be talking about. But the opportunities are absolutely endless. And so real quick, Michelle, geotag, tell everybody what it is. And then I want to spend the last few minutes with Q&A if anybody's got any questions. Itzel, thank you so much yeah. for, for your willingness to do that. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer the geotag question with Itzel's example. So um, cool. Itzel, I hope that this is super helpful for you as well. But um, gardening, right? If that's one of your third places and you have to go out and do engagement every, you know, let, let's say you assign, guard, assign gardening to Tuesday's engagement every week. And that, that is relative to the person, right? But I'm just going to pretend that you have assigned it to Tuesday. Um, on Tuesday, you're going to go do likes and comments on five to seven accounts, five to seven geotags, which accounts would be actual Instagram pages. So those could be, um, people that are in the garden, like it could be the one of the gardening magazines, actual Instagram account. It could be one of the local garden centers that's nearby you that you buy stuff from. It could be their actual account. 
Um, it could be something in your specific city, right? Um, so it could be like the city hall or something like that, right? So think city specific to where you are, where you could create relationships around that conversation. Then you're going to go find five to seven geotags, which the only difference between an account and a geotag is the account is the actual Instagram page itself. The geotag is the location itself. So if you go to, um, I'm making this up, the flower shop in Salina, Texas, like let's just pretend it's called the flower shop. Um, you look them up on Instagram, you see their Instagram profile and all the content on their feed. If you click on one of their pieces of content, most likely they have a location tag underneath their actual Instagram handle or the name of their Instagram account. If you click on that tag, there is a boatload of content that has been posted by individuals who have tagged themselves at that location, right? And that is an entire world of content that nobody sees for some reason, right? And yeah. I've been doing this for three years, guys, and it's still a massively untapped engagement section. Yeah. Um, and the Instagram Power Method has been born for three years, but I've been doing this for eight. And in the last three years, I'm still having the same conversation about geotax because people just don't even know that they're there. Um, so that's what the difference is, is the account versus the location itself that people tag themselves in. So it's so you go to Home Depot or you go to the flower shop, you tag the account, you then also tag your location. And that location is the actual flower shop, just like you would do on Facebook, right? You say, I checked in at XYZ place right. um, on Instagram. When someone checks in, or in this case, tags themselves at the location, you see an entire feed of people who have tagged themselves at that exact same location. So for you, it's still, if you're trying to generate business in your hyper-local area and the flower shop happens to be in your hyper-local city that you sell real estate in, go engage like gangbusters on all those people who are commenting, or I'm sorry, who are tagging themselves there because they're probably local to you. They're probably into gardening and they're going to think your grapes are cool. Yep. It guys, it's, it's so, it's, it's so untapped. Right. It's I I'll even do this sometimes when like we're thinking about going on vacation, I'll go geotag the resort we're looking at. I'll go find all the posts from the other people that have been at that resort. And then now they're all fair game to be DMing and commenting on their stuff. And and so this this is why you've been taught that social media is a, is just about what you post right? Just post better stuff and it'll work. No, it's about going on the offense, right? It's about getting in front of the right people that you now already know are passionate about what you are. If somebody's tagging a flower shop in an Instagram post, they like what you like. They're spending time in places you spend time. And, and so this can be true of like your favorite sports bar. If you, if you love sports, right? This can be true of the gym that you go to. It's, it is endless. And, and it truly is one of the, the incredible secrets that, that Michelle really helps her people. Like it's a daily activity that, that they're a part of. And that's why, right? On the outside looking in, people can go, oh, well, you know, Michelle's clients are getting, are getting, are getting clients because their content's getting better. It's way less about that. And it's more about all the intentional conversations she's coaching people to have with real life people with real life passions that happen to align with yours. So it's unbelievable. 
Um, guys, before we go, it's 11 o'clock. So before we go, does anybody have any questions? I know we've covered a ton, but any questions for Michelle? She costs lots of money. I can't even tell y'all how much I pay her to be my friend. And so to get to to get something from her brain for free is is unbelievable. Anybody have any questions they want to ask? Kyle doesn't pay me any money, guys. He's so full of it. So much money. You cost me brain cells. I'm just kidding. I probably do. <laughs> All right. So before we go, Michelle, will you tell everybody how to how to follow you and be a part of what you're doing? Yeah, I would love to. So my Instagram is Berman Media Social. Um, I put it in my little name tag there on Zoom for you guys. So you guys um, can go find me on Instagram. Um, if you have any questions about the Instagram Power Method course coaching, um, I do private coaching and group coaching. Um, we have a, the course itself, the Instagram Power Method. Um, we actually have a big event coming up in October that Kyle will be a part of with me as well um, in your area. So it's actually going to be in Plano. Um, so it's uh, going to be pretty awesome. Um, I think it's going to be super awesome, but I'm biased. Um, it's going to be awesome. as far as far as um, you know, things that we have that you can tap into right away. Um, the Instagram Power Method is definitely your best bet. Um, private coaching, group coaching um, is something that I'm super passionate about, um, and something that we spend a lot of time on doing one on one side of things with our clients. Um, we offer branding sessions too, so not your traditional like what a traditional branding session is that's not what we do um hopefully by the last but in the last hour you guys have noticed that i don't do anything the way that most people do it um that's right so a, a branding session for us is we actually really dig into the psychology of your color choices we build your branding as far as templates um, and we also build your value series out um in that so it's really designed to create a collaboration between what are my what's my color scheme what are my templates look like and what is the message i'm actually delivering mm -hmm. Um, so that's super powerful. Um, so yeah, I would say DM me on Instagram. If you guys have any questions about that, um, I can drop my calendar link if that's easier for you guys. Um, some people like to just get on my calendar. Um, but either way I will answer and I answer all I my love messages it. on Instagram. Michelle, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you for, for giving your time. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.